You are listening to Reading Bitcoin Podcast. Simply reading aloud articles related to Bitcoin. No extra fluff. This podcast contains no advertisements. We are fully supported by donations from listeners like you. To donate, we proudly accept Bitcoin and Lightning boosts through any Value for Value Podcasting 2.0 app, or you can visit our website at readingbitcoinpodcast.com for more donation options. The Case for Privacy by David D. Friedman Published at The Daily Bitcoiner, December 15, 2022 by Sam Callahan Hey Bitcoiners, this week has been all about regulation. As the smoke begins to clear in the wake of the FTX collapse, regulators and politicians are scrambling to point fingers at who is to blame for this colossal fraud. During the congressional hearings this week, many opinions were thrown around. There were some good points made like these by U.S. Representative Tom Emmer. Uh, And Mr. Ray, I appreciate you mentioning uh, your concerns in the beginning of my questioning about the concentration of power in a small group of individuals with no oversight. That is the exact problem that open and permissionless technology like crypto and blockchain solve. It solves for the problems of centralization. You stated in your testimony that you've never seen such a, quote, utter failure of corporate controls at every level of an organization, from the lack of financial statements to a complete failure of any internal controls or governance whatsoever. Close quote. FTX had disastrous or even non-existent systems for accounting, audit, cash management, cybersecurity, human resources, risk management, and other unacceptable management practices that currently make your job to uncover the facts quite difficult. Fortunately, the immutable characteristics of public blockchains that some people would care not to understand in this committee allowed the crypto community to reveal Sam Bankman-Fried's fraud and the on-chain public record will assist law enforcement moving forward. I encourage my colleagues to understand Sam Bankman-Fried's con for what it is, a failure of centralization, a failure of business ethics, and a crime. It is not a failure of technology. I've worked across the aisle since I came to Congress, so the future of crypto reflects American values, the same way the Internet does today. For the most engaged members of Congress on crypto policy, the FTX collapse remind us of why we care so deeply about this technology. Decentralization is the point. Representative Emmer argued that it was not a failure of the technology, but rather a failure of centralization. He also made the point this permissionless technology aligns with American values. Bravo. On the flip side, we have witnesses like Kevin O'Leary, who revealed to the world, under oath, how much of a clown he is when he blamed FTX's collapse on Binance. Why do you believe FTX failed? I have an opinion. I don't have the records. Here it is. These two behemoths that own the unregulated market together and grew these incredible businesses in terms of growth were at war with each other. And one put the other out of business intentionally. Now, maybe there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe there's nothing wrong with love and war. But Binance is a massive, unregulated, global monopoly now. They put FTX out of business. Which begs the question, why was Kevin O'Leary testifying when it's known that he was a paid shill for FTX after receiving $15 million from SBF? Seems like a conflict of interest to me. Furthermore, the quality of the witnesses who testified was appalling overall. We had Kevin O'Leary, an actor, from the OC, 
and a professor who demonstrated a basic misunderstanding of the technology all testify in this hearing, as in this tweet by Level 39. Watch as, at Professor Hillary Allen, misinforms Senator Menendez by erroneously claiming that Bitcoin could be changed by fewer than 10 core developers and minor support. This is false. User nodes can and have overruled such power grabs as proven in the block size war circa 2015-2017. I see no reason. The reason we typically hear is that crypto is different because it's decentralized, but in fact, it's not decentralized. At every level, there are people controlling things. So, you know, we, we heard that block, uh, sorry, that Bitcoin was decentralized. Well, you know, Bitcoin is controlled by a few core software developers, fewer than 10, and they make, can make changes to the software. And then that software is implemented by mining pools, and there's just a few of them. So in all these spaces, there are definitely people, often a very few people, pulling the strings. But the fact of the matter is that they are unidentified and unregulated. And that is not um, an ideal space to be in. What is going on here? Why are these individuals being called to testify and are considered experts on the topic at hand? I digress. Yet, the worst thing by far to come out of D.C. this week came from none other than Elizabeth Warren when she proposed a bipartisan bill called the Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act. This act is as dangerous as it is unconstitutional. It would have wide-ranging impacts on not just the Bitcoin industry, but freedom and privacy in the digital age. It infringes on the First Amendment, and it highlights that these politicians have no knowledge of the technology that they are attempting to regulate. This bill is advocating for all validating nodes and unhosted wallets to be subject to AML KYC laws like a bank. You honestly just have to laugh at the incompetence on display here. This bill is totally unenforceable. How do you stop someone from interacting with open source software or creating a seed phrase with 12 words? This gets back to two ideas. One, communication using programming languages is protected by the First Amendment. And two, privacy gives each of us more control over our lives, which is likely to lead to a more free world. David D. Friedman wrote an essay titled The Case for Privacy that I believe everyone should read given our current environment. Link will be in the show notes. Privacy is an individual's control over the other people's access to information about them. As Friedman writes, quote, Neither my government nor my neighbor can punish my thoughts, because neither can read my mind. That is why thoughts are free. End quote. This is why privacy is a fundamental human right and why it's paramount for a free society. It's important to remind everyone that this is just a bill. Bills rarely get passed into law, and this bill is unlikely to be passed because there are legit arguments that it violates the Constitution. But it is beyond concerning that our politicians seem hellbent on taking every bit of privacy away from everyday Americans who are just trying to live free in the land of the free. TikTok, next block. Sam Callahan. Any important links related to this episode, including the original article, plus links to the writer or writers, are found in the show notes. Reading Bitcoin Podcast is exclusively supported by donations from listeners like you. If you feel you have received any value from this podcast, we greatly appreciate any amount of contribution you feel it is worth. Even if you cannot donate, please consider sharing this podcast with others. You can donate via Boosts on a Podcasting 2.0 app, or you can visit our website at readingbitcoinpodcast.com for more donation options. If you have suggestions for articles we should consider reading for an upcoming episode, please contact us via our website, or we can be found on Twitter at Reading BTC. Thank you for listening to Reading Bitcoin Podcasts.
If you're not already, please subscribe and tell others.